Hi, I'm Tom Hendrickson from myitcareercoach.com, where we build great tech careers, and welcome to Tech Career Talk. Today, we're going to talk about using agile agreements and norms with Greg Mester. Greg, who is from the, I want to say, the 5 a.m. Mester Scrum, and uh, is, I see a lot of his great videos. So, Greg, introduce yourself to the people here at Tech Career Talk, or maybe you haven't seen your show, because I think this okay. would be a good idea for people to maybe tune in to yours, because you do it bright and early every morning. Yeah, yeah, bright and early. I do do it live. Um, so, put together 5 a.m. Mester Scrum. Just a way of getting into the the whole video blogging, um, social media activities, and uh, what we do is we talk about agile and Scrum in a practical and tactical way. And the way I coach, kind of where I'm always coaching people, how do I get you home at a decent time so you're not working all these hours? So a lot of the 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 ideas and thoughts are that concept where you're not doing 60 hour weeks, right? And then mm -hmm. you do your 40, you go home, have fun. And then if you do entrepreneurial stuff, I mean, you know, the idea is that you can apply that there, yeah. get you home, do the other activities, and then we have fun. Mm -hmm. So every once in a while I get uh, guest um, stars and cats, family member, because I'm at <laughs> home. And yeah. one of the reasons why I did 5 a.m. Master Scrum was because nobody else was awake. Yeah. Right. So when you mm -hmm. got little kids, they come around. So 5 a.m. was a good time because no one was awake. Everybody was still sleeping. I could do it, be done, be out the door, then take the kids to school. You know, it was just that whole thing. Yeah. And then the other thing was like overseas. I got actually some uh, coaches that I have, some people I'm coaching mm -hmm. all the way in New Zealand because oh, wow. they picked me up on a podcast. Yep. And then like, yeah, I'll do it. And then next thing I know, I'm coaching someone in New Zealand. So it was pretty cool. Fun. So you're global, Greg. Global. Awesome. Yes. I did one global present, one speaking engagement. Uh, it was a global one. And next thing I know, I'm a keynote speaker around the world, right? Awesome. That's great. Well, it's great to have you on Tech Career Talk. Thank you. It's great to be here. Excellent. Excellent. So, Greg, tell us a little bit about your background, like how you got into Agile. Um, just like most people, you ever hear them talk about it, right? I used to, I was an engineer got into project management management been doing that for a long time and and when i was in california is debating whether or not i was going to get i was in building tanks at yeah. the time so the hardware and all that and i'm debating am i going to live in california do i want to be go back more into it mm -hmm. you know concentrate on that so i kind of experimented took a couple classes in what scrum was some some inexpensive courses and then I realized that I was kind of operating in a very agile way. Every yeah. time I didn't really know it. And then, you know, I, and it's funny, you're in Silicon Valley, you just, and you would think they would talk about it a lot, but they didn't. Mm -hmm. And um, I would have my teams demonstrate their product every month, whether it be hardware, software, um, tanks. Yeah. <laughs> so when, when the Colonel came, demo the tank, get the Colonel in the tank. <laughs> so he buys more tanks, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we just, I just built around that way. And, uh, and as I was switching out of that and back into the IT business, mm -hmm. um, full time, it just got to the point where, I, you know, I took out my scrum certification, CSM, got involved with the local agile Philly group, yep. which yep. I love that the local groups. Cause yeah. I got to talk with other scrum people and agile mm -hmm. find out this is what I really wanted to do. Yeah. I actually had a, a person, a young, a young gentleman, just out of school was asking me about agile and how do I do it? I said, well, before you spend a lot of money, 
go like to these agile local agile groups. Yeah. Go yeah. go meet some people, talk with them, see if you want to do it because you know every search like a thousand dollars or whatever it is. Right? Yep. So yeah, it's more. not cheap. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, don't spend a lot of money now. Try to find it. You like the stuff, and like me, I liked it. Mm-hmm. I like the ideas. I like the way it's formatted and and set up, and uh, just end up doing the scrum thing. And and um, I got hired from one when I really got into it is um, I had a client or a customer who needed a project manager. The, the, the board wasn't going to give them any money until they hired a project manager to run it because they were misspent, you know, they wanted yeah. to have it organized. So I got it and I said, sure. And when I got there, I implemented Scrum mm-hmm. because I'm like, we're not doing it the way you used to do it, right? Because I know what they want to see stuff. Yeah. And I can't wait two years. There was an old mentality. Well, they'll see it in two years. I'm like, mm-hmm. no one can survive on that mentality anymore. Yeah. So no I implemented way. Scrum. And even the vice presidents that were there, they liked it so much. They go to me, I don't know what we were implementing before. We thought it was agile, <laughs> but until you actually showed us what agile was and what it really was, we realized we weren't doing it and we're not going back to the old way. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then that's just how it, it just progressed from there because it's funny when you're in there and you're successful and people see the work and they like it. Next thing I know, other managers come up to me and go, can you help us with our team and show us how to do this stuff you know yeah. it just kind of snowballed that way mm-hmm. um, but that's kind of how I got there excellent excellent well that's great Greg but today you want to talk to us a little bit about coaching agreements so tell us first Greg why are the coaching agreements and kind of setting those agreements so important well one it establishes a relationship between the coach and coachee right mm-hmm. what's the expectations so many times, just like in a team, you can. You, what are the expectations for everybody? If you don't set that and agree at front, you may be disappointed and feel lost, or you 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 drop out of the coaching process quicker. Like you yeah. might have a client that says, well, "I'm not getting what I wanted to," so you kind of establish that up front. What does it take? What does it take? Mm-hmm. Or maybe they think, um, "I didn't realize it was this much work." Because like me, when I coach, it's just like a real coach. <laughs> I give you homework. We, yeah, but I kind of twist it where I get them to agree what the homework is. Mm-hmm. So having and I make it simple, and have both sides agree what's in that agreement. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, how many times you set up a? I try to get them to set up the meetings. The other, the other thing, I don't do it a lot of times. Yep. I let them do it mm-hmm. because I want them to want it. Yeah. Right. So. Um, if you want, I can tell you my my six points in the coaching agreement. I don't know if you want to hear that. Sure. And then if anybody wants it later, we can work it out. I'll send you a copy, and they can use it. Go to your site or my site or whatever, and and have a sample to work from. Right? Sure, I can link that up in the the show notes yeah. so people yeah. have a link to that. Yeah, because a lot of times when I talk about, so I just have six things in the agreement. Mm-hmm. One is it's kind of what it is, and I and I and I ask first thing in coaching, you ask permission. So the thing is, when I'm coaching in an office or personal, right? So when I'm in a company, I use the same kind of coaching agreement. And I ask for permission. Is it okay to coach, right? And one of the things you learn when you take these coaching classes and really, if they don't ask permission to coach, they're not a coach. Mm-hmm. They haven't gone through the basics of coaching. You can't just go in and coach, right? And, and there's a lot of reason why you ask that that goes into the other six items. Mm-hmm. The other one's being confidential. 
Yeah. You'd be amazed how many managers want to know what my, my conversations are with my coaches. Yeah. I've had one manager that's actually lost it on me. Mm-hmm. You got to tell me. And I'm like, I'm not going to tell you what I had this conversation. No. Even if it was night, it was nothing, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm, no, I'm not. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's an expectation. So if they tell me something, you know, I'm not going to get them in trouble. Or what I do is, and when I do certain things, I ask them or say, hey, can I. If I'm going to share something, I will ask you permission and again, yeah. permission to share it. Yeah. And what do you think? If it's going to help the rest of the team or however that mm-hmm. would be. Right. And then the third thing is respect, respect each other, you know, not get into, I don't want to have a coaching session where it's a, he said, she said, or yeah. complain about somebody else, you know, you know what mm-hmm. so-and-so did. And you know, it's like, <laughs> Hey, we're here professionals. We're trying yep. to get better. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth thing is being prepared. So if we're going to have a coaching session, maybe I'll put an agenda out or maybe they'll give me an agenda so that we have like a facilitated discussion, right? So we keep it – because I have them under 30 minutes. They're not Mm -hmm. super long, and you got to have that, right? And then um, the the fifth thing is being open, and that goes in the permission. See, it's all related, right? It's all intertwined. So being open for – and me too, right? I see a lot of people try to coach people and jump in and tell them something, but I can tell the person's not ready for it. Yeah. Right. And me as a coach, I have to be open for them to say no. Yeah. They're not ready to be coached Mm -hmm. and I'm good with that. I want them to understand that in that agreement that they can tell me no. Mm -hmm. Right. Maybe they got a deadline. They're just dropping code. The team's doing something hot thing. Greg, I don't have time for this. Cool. Then I'll go with the follow-up. Okay. Well, when you're done, set up a time and we'll have our discussion, right? Yeah, yeah. And that same follow-up, which is the last and sixth one, is when we do a session, I get them, when we talk just like coaching, okay, what are you going to do? And then when do you want to get back and talk about it or see how you did or follow up? Are you going to, you know, are you going to put an assignment on yourself? Are you going to mm-hmm. study something? What are you going to do? And then when do you want to talk about it? So that yeah. would be the follow-up. And the yeah. same with me too. I might come back and ask them so they know they're going to get a follow-up from me. Yeah. How's it going? Right. Mm-hmm. And that just takes a couple seconds, but they like it. So yeah. Them to do stuff. I like those. Those are really good steps. Yeah. And they're simple, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't want to go crazy, but I wanted to keep it simple. Yeah. So I know too, you like to talk along with like coaching agreements, uh-huh. but also with teams, you talk about like norms with teams and try to really help, help the team set up what is the norm and, and how to yeah. set that up? So I do have something that I showed on the other day. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, so I help coach a little um, robotics class and mm-hmm. chess club yep. at my kid's school. And I apply agile to the club. I'm one of those geeky guys. Yeah. Right? That's awesome. So, and they, I have them come up with rules for themselves. Like it says, be respectful of others and materials. Don't break stuff. I had one kid break something one year. Yeah. <laughs> Pay attention. Don't run around. Clean up after five minutes prior to the end. And then they came up with this. My favorite, because they, they know what's going on, because they've seen it. And they hear three warnings. to And if you get a three warnings in a club, you got to apologize to the group. That's I want good. them to be part of the club so they know. Mm-hmm. And this goes in the whole team agreement. You're making this agreement. This is what we all agreed to. Yeah. You know, we kind of mentioned that a little bit about it's not me as a scrum master or agile coach mm-hmm. telling you what, you know, here's what you need to do. Yeah. I just say, 
you all agreed to these rules. I'm just reminding <laughs> you of the rules that you came up with. Yeah. If we need to revisit the rules, that's perfectly fine. Yep. Right? Yep. So, so this helps pull the scrum master out of the equation. Yeah. That's good. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And the same as as a coach, it pulls you out. Yeah. This is your team. And this is that self-directed team, right? Yeah. And if they're not meeting and you're the scrum master, hey, I noticed people aren't updating your your computer system. Maybe you have an agreement on there. Every night or when you're done a task, you update the task so the next person knows. Yeah. You know, you as a scrum master can monitor that mm-hmm. and say, hey, I've been noticing that, you know, we're not updating, <laughs> yeah. you know, and per the agreement, which you all agreed to, and it's therefore it's not a personal, it's not the scrum master. It's like, yeah, you all said it, right? Yeah. That's the beauty of these team norms. Mm-hmm. It's impersonal. Yep. Well, I think, it, and I think you kind of allude to this. I know when you you had your your talk this morning, you, you kind of talked a little bit about this, the conflict, because I yeah. think you had mentioned that, you know, I think part of your norms that you had with this group, with the robotics team, is they can yeah. vote after a while, they can vote somebody in or out, and it kind of yes. helps handle that conflict, doesn't it? Yeah, and you set the expectation, just like the working, what is the yeah. expectation? Hey, you all know up front, we're not making it up as we go. Yeah. You know, that's a big problem too. You can't make up the rules as you move along, mm-hmm. but you can, but you all have to vote on it and agree to it. And, yep. you know, yep. and you, and you have to not think of what happened before, but what's the future. Right? Yeah. Excellent. So I, like you said, for the conflict where this, where people aren't talking, you know, how do you do it? And, yep. and, 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 or, or, People aren't showing up for daily scrum or something like that. If mm-hmm. you have a daily stand up, yep. hey, we all agreed we would do it at this time. You know, mm-hmm. that we need to change it. Yep. You know, and it gives you that conversation piece mm-hmm. when you do it. Excellent. Now, Greg, you have a little special activity for us today, I believe. Yeah. So, uh, so, so on my show every Friday, I call it Fortune Cookie Friday. Yeah. So, I bought a. I used to buy them. I got a bag. I bought one to the little Chinese uh, grocery store down the street because I'm in South Philly. Yep. We got Chinese grocery. So what I did, what I came up with, and it was just something I started, and I just enjoy it. To be honest with you, it's fun. Mm-hmm. And so the cookie has not been opened, as you can see, right? It's all there. Hermetically um, sealed. Hermetically sealed. There's <laughs> a, there is a fortune. I didn't put it in there. And what I do is I open it up, and then we – Whatever the fortune cookie says, we talk about how this applies to agile yep. or, 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 or business or whatever the topic would be, right? So I'm going to open the cookie and I usually have to take my glasses off so I can read it. <laughs> You're like me. <laughs> yes. Okay. So this is interesting. Beware the fury of a patient man. Hmm. So now what you can when we do this for I'm gonna let you do. Yeah. Think of something from an agile perspective. And and then the fun thing is you got you think it on your toes and yep. this might be a great um thing to break the monotony in a scrum team. I'm yep. kind of thinking about that. Just yeah. buy a bag and say, everybody, get a cookie, open yep. it up. What you know about agile or scrum, read mm-hmm. what it is and tell me tell the group what you think that is. Yeah. So this yeah. one says, beware of the fury of a patient, patient man. man. Yep. So, so what I'm thinking about, Greg, from an agile perspective, mm-hmm. do you want me to go first or did go you want Go for it. You go first. Well, I'm thinking of a stakeholder who, who's been patient but wants to, kind of like you were saying when you made your transition, that how people want to see things. They want to feel it. They see it. 
you know, the old adage, especially as we kind of went from waterfall to the, to scrum and some of the agile techniques of, of being able to people, you know, the old saying, a lot of times people say, well, I don't know what I want, but when I see it, I'll tell you. And so they kind of come through. And I think that's important that we need to show people things so they can see, see what the results of the work are. So they, you know, feel like you're, you're either making progress or they're going to give you feedback and help you get closer to it. No, that, that's awesome. That's, that's a good one. I was kind of thinking the same way and what, you, what you're saying. Uh, there's a book called The Sprint, which I love by a nap, and it's a great little book. Mm-hmm. And what, when you were saying made me think about and when you do, you should think about stuff, and it usually goes to a show. What he says, if you're doing a demo or review and you get no feedback, you're doomed. Yeah. So they may say that was really a good review or that, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, that doesn't tell you anything. <laughs> yes. And the fury would be that was the worst thing. It has nothing to do with what I want. Next thing you know, you're fired. Yep. <laughs> you yeah. know? So yeah. that would be the fury of a patient patient man. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, that was really nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. You don't have any feedback, want to change things. You yeah. know, we got it perfect, right? Mm-hmm. I you probably didn't. Right. Yeah. It's just like, and, um, but that's just something from an agile perspective, getting feedback. Mm-hmm. It's not just for you to demo the product and roll out. Yep. Right. Yeah. So, so that's how we play this game. Right. Excellent. Well, I like it. I'm sold. Okay. <laughs> I'm, okay, I'm going to go good. get some, some fortune cookies. There you go. It's just fun. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It makes you think. Yeah. Excellent. Well, Greg, thanks for coming on. Any closing okay. thoughts? Um, 5 a.m. Master Scrum. We're on all the media, social media podcasts, um, LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Yep. And, uh, and then all the podcasts. And uh, feel free to mention, comment. And uh, this is great. So I'll probably share, maybe we'll flip it and we'll share it on my show and we'll do both. Sure. And we'll sure. do some testing, see how, how it works. There you go. A little experiment for yes. the agilists in us. Yes. That's yes. right. That's right. Excellent. If you have any questions, please email me, Tom, at myitcareercoach.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and our podcast. On behalf of Greg Mester, I'm Tom Hendrickson from myitcareercoach.com, where we build great tech careers. And thanks for watching Tech Career Talk.